This is <laughs> Everything Elite, the world's first and best All Elite Wrestling podcast. It's AB. Mike is on assignment, so I've been left to uh, be very dumb. Uh, and I'm joined by <laughs> Nate, who will hopefully keep the show on the rails. Seems yeah, unlikely. That's, Nate, how that's are what you? I famously do is I keep the show on the rails. That's definitely my <laughs> role. Um, I definitely don't go out of my way to knock the show off the rails often. Um, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it, it's been basically raining heavily all afternoon here. And I know you're having some weather, so we were a little concerned. I might have a, a second blackout situation. Oh, wait. This would be a third blackout situation if we count tonight's end. Oh, I, I was... I mean, this is not what we normally do, but I kind of think we should just start by talking about the angle at the end of the show. I mean, we could. Uh, you, you don't want to do. Uh, you don't want to preface it with talking about the weather or uh, you know bands sure. or pop acts from the turn of the century. Yeah, I mean, uh, I love pants, weather talk. Basketball. Yeah, sure. None, none of these catch your fancy. I mean, sure, weather. Um, yeah, it's it's been rainy, and then it was really nice in the middle of the day when I drove home from therapy. I had the windows down. That was nice. And then right as Dynamite started, uh, there came a thunderstorm, and I started getting alerts on my TV that there was a tornado warning. <laughs> nice. And they were... Well, at first, my lights flickered. Then it, I got like a surge again, and so it took me back once it rebooted, took me back to like channel one. And so it was the weather and the whole like map coming my way was all red. (laughs) I don't know what's happening, but red is usually the bad color. I think. I think that's true. Um, means stop means danger. That's definitely associated with badness. Uh, yeah, we were verging on a, a a derecho here, I think, because it was also very windy. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Do you have derechos? Derechos? I'm assuming it's Spanish. I mean, derecho in Spanish is um, it's either right or left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's one of those. But no, let's see. A derecho is a widespread, long-lived windstorm. Yeah. I remember this was just like one of those new weather events that all of a sudden they decided to start talking about i want to go well, about 10 years ago i remember the first time everyone was like oh there's a day ratio coming uh this was in new york and i remember being on fulton mall and it being extremely windy um and i was like i was pretty sure i lived my entire life up to that point without there ever being a derecho and now it's just a thing uh Thoros makes a good point in the chat uh red is not always bad of course um and i'm talking specifically about Eva Marie. <laughs> That's right. Thoros, uh, like myself, an Oatgan, huge Eva Marie fan. <laughs> uh, I haven't busted that shirt out in a while, my Eva Marie shirt. Yeah. Di- didn't you all like both wear that to uh, WrestleMania <laughs> one time, like yeah. the same day? <laughs> yes, we bought them. Uh, we both bought them because it has a very, like, uh, Thoros was making a communist joke about the red thing. It has a very, like, communist you know people's power antifa kind of aesthetic and it's just red and it doesn't actually say eva marie on it or anything uh so we both thought it would be funny to buy it um 
And when you when you buy it, she would also send you a signed eight by ten, Eve Marie. This is when she was like out of the <laughs> between her her storied WWF runs. Um, she would send you a signed eight by ten, and she would also promise to send a signed eight by ten to one of the troops. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I uh, I wore that shirt to uh, uh, Bath and Bu- no Bed Bath and Beyond once. Um, you know, out here in the suburbs, uh, and was like, you know, went up to the register and this like stern looking middle-aged woman takes a look at my shirt. Uh, and I forget what it says on it. It says something like rise, rise of red or something on it. Uh, you know, a a slogan that again can be very like, you could definitely mistake it for like an Antifa slogan. And she's like, so what does that mean? And I knew she like thought that I was some. You know, one of these wacky young people. So I was just like, ah, oh, it's a band. <laughs> I think it says Red Storm Rising. Yes, that's it. Red Storm Rising. <laughs> uh, like, oh, it's a band. It's like, mm, did not believe me. Did you, did you ever watch uh, Total Divas? I'm assuming you didn't. No, I never did. Did you ever become familiar with Eva Marie's boyfriend who was featured on Total Divas? Uh, no, but I think I've, I think I've, no, I'll say no. I mean, I'm not going to allow that. <laughs> You're going to have to explain what, what well, your pause was. Nothing interesting. It was just, I feel like probably people have discussed this in the past in a DM and people have, you know, sent around YouTube clips of him or whatever. Um, I, if I, I want to guess like, is he's just kind of like a goofy doughy trashy guy and not like a super fit kind of guy that you would imagine opposite Eva Marie? No, he's a super jacked bald guy. Okay. Never mind then. But he's like very goofy. Like she takes him to meet her like gruff father and brothers and he shows up with a hoodie with no t-shirt under it or like no shirt under it. Oh yeah. And it's like, you know, quarter unzipped, you know, and they're like, the fuck is this guy's deal? (laughs) You know? Anyway, yeah, I like that. I like that look. Yeah. Always a strong move. <laughs> um, but yeah, Eve Marie, uh, Derechos. Uh, that's all I got. All right. Um, what do I got? I don't know. Um, <laughs> what other small talk do I have <laughs> before we get into, uh, well, do we want to get into your, you said you were driving over therapy. Do you want to oh, sure. a post therapy unpacking of your therapy? Uh, definitely not. I don't, <laughs> uh, I still haven't let my therapist know the name of our podcast. Mm. Uh, she could obviously easily find it if she so chose. So, you know. I don't know what, what I that's. Wonder, do, do you think that therapists are that curious or do you think they're like, well, if it's not during a billable hour, I'm not going to do it. Sure. I mean, I wouldn't for sure. Right. Um, you know, I'm about to tell a story and uh, she listens. If she is like surreptitiously listening to the podcast, but, they, but she can't admit that she knows it. Right. So fuck it. Um, is that a rule? No, I just mean, she said to me she would not listen to it because oh, it's like okay, clearly okay. I was like making a boundary, you know. I I gotcha. So if she is, she could admit could not admit it. So attorney few, therapist privilege. Exactly. 
a few sessions ago, she's talking about how she was on a local news channel website and she just started clicking around. And next thing she knew, she was on a story about one of my cases that featured my name. And she was like, oh, that's, uh, you know, my client or whatever. And I was like, I mean, I didn't say this to her, but I'm like, I don't know that I buy that. Amp. That's uh, yeah, it's definitely how I get my news is I just go on to the local <laughs> website and just start clicking around. Yeah, she's like, you know, you'll read a story and then there's like a related story under it and you click that and then there's another one. And then next thing I know, I'm like, it's Aaron Bedley. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess it's not impossible. It's within the realm of possibility. I suppose, but. Uh, it's also, funny. I mean, you do live in a, you know, I, I like I said, I'm in the burbs, so I don't have like legitimate local news sources. You do live in more of a metropolitan area where there might actually be local news that's worth reading. I mean, we're talking about like a fucking one of the like trashy local like TV stations that has their website and like yeah. everything's like sound off uh, on our Facebook about whether you think Janet Jackson should be executed. <laughs> you know, shit like that. So not really that exciting. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was uh, curious. I mm-hmm. thought it was curious. Well, I mean, she didn't say that she wouldn't Google you, right? So No, she didn't. You're right. Uh, did you ever have a sound off section in your local paper? Yes. Is this uh, is yours anything like mine was, where it was the local paper just had a voicemail that people could call and sound off about something, and then they would print a transcript in the paper? Uh, yes, okay. absolutely. This was, I mean, this was, you know, an advent to, an advent? This was uh, an early form, basically, of finding <laughs> crazy people's tweets um, and just seeing the insane things that would set people off, except, you know, the age bracket was considerably higher than your average Twitter user, I think. Sure. Um, Just the most banal, pointless, meaningless, reactionary uh, opinions from, you know, the 70-year-olds that lived uh, in the same town where I lived growing up. Uh, And I always got a lot of joy out of it. Just, you know, I I guess my fondness for marveling at uh, the crazy... No, the, um, you know, just the, just the, the endless frustrations of life and how, uh, they just become more and more minor as you become older and and lose your grip on the things that matter in life, I guess. Sure. Yeah. The, like the area that I'm originally from in Eastern Kentucky and Letcher County, the local newspaper called the Mountain Eagle had a section of the paper called speak your peace. Oh, this is the one that uh, J-Pop is referencing here in the chat. Oh, is he talking about it in the chat? Yes. So the Trillbillies are, one of them at least, is originally from Letcher County. Um, maybe two of them. So yeah, they, when I went to see them open for um, Street Fight, like I wasn't familiar with them and they started with a Speak Your Peace segment. Yeah, where right. uh, Tom just read in his great voice uh, some some parts from speak your piece so it's really great uh, i've pulled up the website i'll just read one for you to give you a sense all right uh i was walking down at the letcher county rec center 
and found the floor upstairs to be nastiest I have ever seen. Why don't they sweep it, mop it, and clean it up? It is so germy. And, comma, people, comma, COVID is still going around. Please clean it up. <laughs> okay, so I, I just Googled trying to find my hometowns. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't, but I found a similar one with the exact same name from Citrus County, which I, I'm guessing is in Florida. Yeah. Headline, cat is sweet, comma, non-threatening. I'm the individual who initially called sound off about the cat at Diamond Ridge Health and Rehab Center. The cat is very sweet and non-threatening. It obviously cannot go through double doors. It stays primarily on one wing. Thank you to the other caller who gave the cat a positive review. <laughs> so this is, this is a sequel. This actually, it's a whole series. It sounds like at least the third call about the cat. Here's a good one. Have you ever walked the floors at midnight holding a crying baby while it died? <laughs> if you haven't, then you don't know how I feel inside. I called on the name of Jesus. I called on, oh, this rhymes. I called on the great I am. They just sat there grinning because they didn't really give a damn. Later. <laughs> oh, boy. But what, I, but what I really love is these that are like just totally fucking random. Like yes. just about nonsense. Could someone please see that paper receipts are available at the gas pumps in Jenkins? Why have a prepaid pump that asks if you want a receipt, but then you have to go inside to get it? My other complaint is that all the pumps aren't the same. One will tell you to stick your card in and pull it out fast, while another will tell you to put your card in there and keep it there. It is so oh. annoying. See, <laughs> what's great is, uh, you know, I identify a lot with having uh, just totally pointless complaints about things that are out of really anyone's control. Right. And I'll just I'll just tweet them to my uh, my followers or whatever. Sure, uh, but not with any expectation that anyone could actually do anything about it, right? <laughs> right. But this is like one of those you know things where people will comment on a news article about something, thinking they're contacting the person involved. <laughs> right. But the newspaper does not run the gas pumps, sir. <laughs> uh, no, no, they don't. No, but uh, somebody should fix that. Somebody ought to do a thing. Somebody ought to do a thing. I, I agree. So. <laughs> Concerning this crack pipe deal. <laughs> oh, wow. If they're going to give them away, I have a bunch of friends chomping at the bit to get in on that. They also wanted me to ask how to use a crack pipe with a mask on. <laughs> it's something we need to know. If you find out, get back with me. <laughs> oh, God. Copper wants to donate used mattress. <laughs> Find a solution for robocalls. Looking for a photography club. Oh, that's a nice one. I, I was not impressed with the Super Bowl halftime show. Why don't uh, they call it the They Grab They Crotch show? Is that supposed to be some sort of art form where they wrap in unintelligible tongues and grab their crotch? Oh, boo this man. <laughs> this is, All right, I'm going to close the, that out. because This is the pull up your pants guy from American I, Idol. I can't stop myself, so I just have to close the tab. It must end. <laughs> yeah, no, there was... Uh, there was a period where I briefly entertained doing like, remember when Tumblr, like everyone was like, you had a themed Tumblr, yeah. where you'd collect all these, all your little bits. And I was like, oh, I should just excerpt insane sound off calls. Oh, that would have been good. Um, but yeah, I probably did it twice and then, you know, went down to something else That's... or didn't, went down to nothing else.
that's uh that's all my ideas basically so i get it um we're on twitter at everything aew i'm at aaron like the car nate is at epitasis mike is at fuji heya subscribe to the podcast whatever app you use if you use the apple podcast app give us a five-star rating interview if you use spotify give us a five-star rating and if you want to support the show the best way to do so is to go to patreon.com slash everything elite and subscribe i assume your elite is going to be the the end of the show so i guess no reason to talk about it well first no let's just talk about it and then we'll do a little delete all right go ahead um it rocked i loved it um Uh, it was just, a, it, it was a very, it was a great show. So just to have a totally out of left field, you know, basically a non sequitur surreal event happen at the end of it was just a beautiful cherry on top. I thought, uh, Satnam Singh debuting to attack your new ring of honor television champion, <laughs> Samoa Joe. Um, you know, I, I'd been doing, I'd been doing our little, our little gags, our little japes about, how if Veer was in AEW, he'd be a huge star. Uh, and, you know, of course, WWE doesn't know what they're doing with him. But if Tony had Veer, then Veer would be just a, a total breakthrough uh, sensation. He'd be setting the world on fire. You know, he'd be, he'd be making another Disney movie about his life. Um, so there was a brief moment when he appeared when I thought it might be Veer. Uh, and I almost lost my mind. I even thought... It almost looked, I, I thought he had the paint on his forehead, uh, but I guess he, he didn't. I just imagined it. <laughs> um, but I, I love having a giant guy with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Uh, that's a very funny third piece to their act. I also kind of like that, like, it came on the heels of, like, this extremely, you know, it was Minoru Suzuki and Samoa Joe. They just chopped and, and forearm striked each other for 10 minutes or something. Uh, and had like the most, <laughs> somebody was talking about like, oh, this is like the most sporty match that, uh, AEW has put on in, in however many months. Uh, and they end it with this big sports entertainment angle. Uh, but I like that it's like, this is something that New Japan would do too. New Japan, you know, Great Kali went through New Japan. Um, you know, New Japan would have a giant monster come in and destroy, say, an Antonio Inoki. Uh, so I enjoyed kind of, that uh that vibe following off the you know very sort of uh 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 uh, uh i don't want to say strong style but you know just just the type of match that samoa joe and minoru suzuki were having it was a, a a perfect denouement i i mean i think this makes me racist and i should get canceled for it but i thought it was kali at first and i was very excited well, I mean, I just said the same thing, but Veer, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, if they brought in fucking Kali to feud with Samoa Joe, like, you can't top that. In our defense, they did shoot him from, like, all the way opposite Samoa Joe. So you had to look, like, from the floor past Samoa Joe to the guy on the far end of the ring. Uh, and I was doing this also in a browser window while I was trying to set up our stream here because I forgot to do it until the very last moment um so i you know i was like half watching as it was and it was on a little browser window so that that's in my defense anyway i have no defense other than that 
I'm a huge uh, Kali stan. But perhaps the best part of the segment was Tony Schiavone saying, I know who that is. That's Satnam Singh. As if, like, we should all know. Well, I mean, Excalibur (laughs) knew. Excalibur jumped right on it. The basketball player? I mean, yes. I hope that he would. (laughs) Although he didn't know what Kaze Di Nare meant, so. Well, he he pretty much, he said something the wind, and then later in the match, he did say become the wind. Okay. That was probably Tony in his ear, actually, telling him. Is what that probably was. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, we did have some awareness of Satnam Singh. I think it did come up in a DM like a long time ago, you know, probably a, a year or so. Uh, you know, people, people, you know, what's scrounging? No. What? <laughs> dredging, dredging. I'm looking for a word. Dredging the Instagram pages of like the Nightmare Factory or something to, to see all the different mysterious talents that might be going through there. Uh, and somebody had eyes on Satnam Singh. Well, they did like there, there was like social media posts or something. I think when they signed him, maybe. Oh, that's not, yeah, you're right. I think I that think it was. Are, there might have even been an elite graphic for this guy, was there? Yeah, there might have been. There might have been. So there was talk about it, uh, but you know, no build up. Just like <laughs> I like that he didn't have any. You know, they really so the crowd did not react probably the way that you want them to. Right, the crowd was like who are you? The crowd is like, this is stupid. You know, the crowd's like, oh, you know, we, we think we want, you know, high work rate stuff and not, uh, you know, a giant guy being a beast. Um, so, but they could have turned that around if the guy had like a killer finisher at the end and he just killed Joe with a sick looking move, but no, he had a, he had a head squeeze, (laughs) which is very Kali. Which is sick, is what people are missing. <laughs> but, they, you know, they knew it. They're like, oh, yeah, and then for an exclamation point, we have to do the lethal, lethal injection. Uh, you, so that amused me. You can't, I mean, I, it's like you can't get guys over, like, immediately if nobody knows who they are. Like, people don't just react. Well, if you had a super sick move... Okay, but like, what kind of move would you have to pull out? Um, I mean, my first thought was a, a choke breaker, you know, a choke slam into a backbreaker. To Samoa Joe, that'd be sick. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know if you can get a big reaction out of a completely unknown debut. Yeah, so here we go. At least uh, Thoros helped us out with a link. At least back in October. Seven foot three AEW star Satnam Singh talks about training with QT Marshall and Cody Rhodes. Names his favorite wrestling giants. This was from uh, our friends at sportskeeda.com. Seven foot three megastar from the NBA. Wait. He also had a movie made about him? <laughs> the subject of Netflix's One in a Billion film. When you say also, who else are you referring Veer. to? Veer had a movie made about his oh, life. Oh, sorry, I missed that. Veer and Satnam both had movies made about their lives. Wow. Unbelievable. So, so that, I guess that was probably, you know, more Netflix, Netflix thought that was going to be a hit. So they're like, well, we've got to get our own version. Right. Whatever the Veer movie was. Remember the 
Did that even come out? The million dollar arm movie? That's yeah, that's the one, right? That's the Veer movie. John Hamm? That's about Veer? That's the Veer movie. It's a Disney film. No, I, I remember like I remember that movie. And I, I remember when those guys got signed or whatever, the baseball guys. Yeah. But Veer was one of them? Yeah. He might have been the main one. Wow, this is like, this is blowing my fucking mind. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm saying if this guy was an AEW, he'd be a huge star. But AEW didn't need him. They went out and got their own star with a movie about his life, who's seven foot three, sat in him sing. Um, well, this guy's Rinku Singh. He, he, uh, he does a head squeeze. Wow. Um, I, I mean, I, I didn't know. I didn't know okay, that Billy Dollar Arm was about Veer. Here's, uh, here's three of Satnam Singh's favorite wrestlers. No, four. Uh, in, in the number one spot, Jinder Mahal. Sure. Coming in number two, no more BS Paul White. Number three, the great Kali. This guy rocks. Uh, no, but we got to diver. He goes back to Jinder Mahal. So Jinder Mahal, also number four. <laughs> And then number five, another giant, dot, 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 Undertaker. Hell yeah. <laughs> Only 26 years old, Satnam Singh. No kidding. So, that seems good. I mean, Veer is 33. Oh, uh, well, you know, this is, right there is exactly what we're talking about. Youth mm-hmm. movement in AEW. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in Veer's defense, he did spend an entire year waiting to come to Raw while they kept teasing him. Yes, I, I am somewhat familiar with that. All right. Satin so, Singh. yeah, you're, you're also on board, I guess, with the Satnam Singh angle? Yeah, I'm just thinking about this, you know, my thought about whether it even had a chance of getting over. Uh, probably didn't. No. Um, but, yeah, I think it's cool. It is definitely like, you know, wrestling 101, like just some big fucking dude who comes out and, and it's like, oh God, how is whoever going to beat the, the big guy? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. I mean, I don't know what a match between Samoa Joe and this <laughs> guy looks like. <laughs> that might be an adventure. Uh, I'll just, I'll just remind people to be careful about what takes you put out there because they live forever and after the dark order segment that Mm. everybody still bitches about they popped a million viewers the next show hmm so i'd be careful and your take of course was that the segment was good yes my (laughs) my take was that the segment was good and i was proven right because that having been the last thing people saw they were just absolutely compelled to tune into Dynamite the next week. Dude, this guy is so sick. <laughs> His Twitter profile, Satnam Singh Bamara, at Hello Satnam. Uh, his bio is AEW All Elite from Punjab, India, Instagram, Facebook, and his location is Yalex, Texas. And then his link for his website is just a link directly to the Netflix page for the movie about his life. (laughs) I love him. (laughs) 
I love him. So yeah, that was sick. Uh, match. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, they they turned around the the Jay Lethal thing now. Yeah, and you know, for me, I'm often complaining about the the kind of house style, and it's like there's no way this guy's doing like PWG style matches. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> they should get Anthony Agogo in this group if he's in the company anymore. Who knows? Yeah, he might, might be dead. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, it would just be cool if he's like just really bad. <laughs> just works like a very <laughs> shitty style that everybody hates. And I'll, I'll love it. <laughs> so that's what I'm rooting for. They really, they kind of blew it uh, not resigning Marco Stunt though now at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. Like, because that would have been, I mean, the only thing I'd be, that's better than Satnam Singh showing up uh, at, the, at the ending of a Samoa Joe, Minoru Suzuki uh, clinic is uh, Satnam Singh showing up to take out Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy uh, with his second Marco Stunt, who's out for revenge. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Uh, I got to watch this one in a billion. The movie we're about- not doing a we're not doing a film club podcast on it. I'm not. No, I, I mean I got too much wrestling this weekend. <laughs> yeah, no shit. How did we get on this weekend where there's two shows? I, I I'm going to the New Japan show this weekend. Oh, gee. Yeah. Well, I have to watch this, especially because it says starring Satnam Singh, Mark Cuban, and Adam Silver. There you go. Known movie big stars. Big stars. Yeah. So, all right. Well. Do you want to make uh, an elite pick, Nate, um, your, your favorite thing from the show? What else was on the show? I, I mean, I don't know. If only someone made a, lit, a, a, a Google sheet every week with what happened on the show. Yeah, somebody should start doing that. <laughs> okay. uh, the, the Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston and Santana Ortiz. Um, Probably the the best actually good thing on the show, I would say. I, th- I don't think that's uh, too far off the mark. Uh, incredible heat and energy uh, for this. I mean, you, you've got Jericho, who you know consistently remains one of the most over guys in every city they go to, and then Eddie is the like is still ascending. I think even as over as he is, even you know getting bigger receptions in Jericho, getting bigger receptions on Moxley, possibly being the most over guy in any segment that he's in. Uh, he's still on the ascent, I think. Uh, and, and they're kind of bringing him along slowly in a, in a successful way with that, I think. And the, the crowd energy for this was great. Santana and Ortiz, their energy now is, is back to when they're really popping at the beginning of this company, I think, now that they're back with Eddie. Uh, and this was just a really fun six-man, you know. Uh, the six bands talking about the house style they're perfect for a six man like this uh and there should be one on like almost every show uh at least for the live crowd you know if they're going to do a back-to-back tapings or whatever you got to have at least one of these uh ortiz getting big reactions um jake hager was throwing so many potatoes in there that he accidentally caught aubrey with one i think uh that was during an ad break so that was pretty crazy um and then uh, 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 what happened? Garcia beats Kingston after Jericho does some peel cheating. You know, no surprise there, but doesn't really hurt Eddie. I was actually, <laughs> this is this is where we're at now. 
I was so tired of people kicking out of belt shots that when Jetty went down to a bat shot, I was like, thank God. Somebody somebody lost to a weapon shot, finally. Uh, so yeah, that's my that's my elite of the night. Yes, it was a very fun match that I enjoyed greatly. I do think the whole like the finish of the match as like a sports entertainment thing would be much more effective if it didn't happen so much on the show generally. Right. If it was unique to Jericho and his act, then it would for sure be better. Yeah, so that's really my only complaint about uh, the segment, but I thought the match was good. And yeah, I agree about Eddie. His promo on Road to this week was out of this world. I mean, just showing more stuff that he's really good at. Uh, So I agree with you, and uh, I'm looking forward. I mean, you get the big reaction for Jericho, and you know, that's understood like you get what's going on but when eddie starts coming out he got a fucking huge reaction yeah from the crowd yeah he's like the biggest star on the company um, he's, he's a huge star the there were a lot of dives on this show dive heavy show but this one had all this match had all the good ones like Evie, eddie did a dive um that's you know more engaging and engrossing than anybody else's because he's well i guess yeah except samoa joe maybe because he's you know, the biggest dude in there. Uh, Ortiz does that flip dive. That was sick. Um, yeah. Cool match. I agree. They stole the shoes. That's right. Very fun. All right. I think it's my turn then uh, to have an elite pick. And I'm going to go with the tag match. Uh, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee against Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. You had. Starks being insanely over, so that was fun. His little, um, I don't know, his little, I don't know how to describe it, because I guess they're technically the heels in the match, but he had like a comeback in the middle of this match that was so hot, and it was so fun. Everybody was cool here, that fun little thing where Swerve, you know, did the backflip off of Keith Lee's chest. That was cool. Everybody was over. Um, I've I've come to view Hobbs as the star of Team Taz, though. I, I thought Hobbs was the biggest star in this match. Yeah, like, I'm not saying they've done poorly with Starks, although maybe I am saying they've done poorly with Starks. But I feel like Hobbs has just completely eclipsed him in the act. Yeah, I mean, um, what, what I guess what strikes me about Hobbs compared to almost everybody else in here is. Uh, all the other guys are are doing this thing where they're trying to do like an underplayed I'm cool thing, right? Like they don't do anything big, you know, they just kind of, they look off into the crowd and try and look cool and they usually succeed. <laughs> like, you know, that's not an easy tack to take with a wrestling character, I don't think, uh, to just be like, oh, I'm the effortless, effortlessly cool guy because you have to be like, effortlessly cool you have to be actually cool and know it and be practiced at it uh and just be like genuinely you know beyond wrestling charismatic i think um and like you said all the people in this match were over and they're all charismatic uh and all their shit was working pretty much um but 
I, I, I think Hobbs just feels the most real to me. I, you know, he's kind of more like Eddie that like Hobbs does that big, you know, bulldozer spot on the outside and just like fires up and is like, you know, pumping his arms, looking to the crowd with intensity. Uh, I don't and He's even got an interesting face. So when he just looks at somebody like it just feels more compelling and, and real and uh, immediate than the other guys kind of, I don't know. I, I, I don't exactly want to do it as a, strict comparison to all these other guys also who are very over and charismatic. Uh, but I, I just think Hobbs is like a real star, a real effortlessly cool, genuine guy in there. Yeah. I think you nailed it in that. He's just like not trying to be cool. He just has a different presence about him that you don't get from nearly anyone else except Eddie, but like Eddie has that, like he feels like a a tough guy, but in a street kind of way, like not a guy you'd want to run into, you know, but Hobbs is like also fucking big and he, you know, he's got him in the singlet now, but it looks like he's really, you know, worked on his body and he's like, I don't know, more ripped. It's like, oh, 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 have you, I mean, did you see his picture of his transformation from the last year or something? Uh, I'm, I don't think I had. Okay. Well, I mean, first of all, he's, his triceps are mammoth. I mean, he's just huge now, but we even like, you forget, like until he posted this, you know, before and after picture, he looked way different a year, two years ago, whatever it was. Uh, and I did, I, it just didn't even register me. I was like, Oh, you know, he's a big dude, but no, he is like, it seems like he's packed on 40 pounds of mucklers. Well, I'm going, maybe it's on his Twitter. I was going to his Instagram. I believe it was, to find I believe it. It was on his Twitter. Okay. Was it the one that uh, Rebel posted about and had to delete? <laughs> no. <laughs> what was that? Is that an HR situation? It, uh, I like, I cannot tell you about, I cannot say on the air what she posted. <laughs> what? Rebel? <laughs> Oh, now I'm okay. <laughs> How did I miss this? I don't know, but I, yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to wait into that, uh, on the show. <laughs> so just, yeah, look into that, I suppose. Well, he posted, you know, he posted his new t-shirt that says I break backs. Okay. All right. I'm going to wait into it on the show. There we go. And rebel posted something like, I don't know exactly, but something like, BBC Breaking Backs Club. Okay. <laughs> That's not, yeah. That's and not where the, I thought that was going to go. I mean, um, it, there was there was like another comment that was, I mean, you know, she's like publicly horny about Powerhouse Hobbs. I don't think there's any. Right. I thought it was just going to be more like, uh, oh, you can break my back kind of thing. Yeah, but you know. Or, you know. Yeah. You, God damn it. Yeah, I, I found this post that you were talking about. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah, that definitely, like, I knew he looked better, but that, like. It's mind-blowing, actually. Yeah, that went right by me. It, 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 you, it illustrates you're like, whoa, that guy is way bigger than I really comprehended. And also, I for, totally didn't realize that's what he used to look like at all. And even in this, like, shitty picture in the gym. He like looks like a star. Yeah. I mean, it's really just like 
you look at his face and he's got an interesting, compelling face and you just start drawn to it. And then it's like, yes. also he's <laughs> giant, has crazy physical charisma. Yeah, uh, they got a, you know, when Taz came out here during this segment, I thought there were going to be some hijinks afoot. It's like, oh, is Taz going to turn on his guy so he can put his FTW title belt on another guy or something? Uh, but he just like came out late to cheat, I guess. But it did make, it made the gears start turning like, oh, are, you know, are they going to break this team up and start moving one way or the other with Hobbs or, because that feels like it should be the destination. All right, our listener elite pick from our, our patrons over in the Everything Elite Discord, uh, Timothy Robert Buckner, I learned. So I actually pronounce his last name. I pronounced it wrong on light this morning. So I'm fixing that now, Buckner, even though I don't understand. I mean, I understand it. I just don't know what it means. <laughs> Wait. What? Okay, I'll just say it. Uh, Tim- Timothy Sidley, Jamie Hader being able to pronounce the difference between Tony with a Y <laughs> and Tony with an I. Did you pick up on this? Uh, I didn't notice it. Now, there's a third Tony, of course, in the group who I think is Raphael Sadiq. Sure. Um, there's a def- Oh, Tony Khan. Yeah, I just got to get Tony Khan in here and see if Jamie can do all three of them differently. Yes, but who's going to change their spelling of their name to end with an E? It should be Shivani, because he's got the weird Shivani. He's got the, sure, you know, that's pronounced a little oddly, so it'd be Tony Shivani. But one, uh, no, but then they're both with an E. Yeah, so that, yeah, that would work, actually. Now that. I like that. All right, well, let's talk about. That's what like, they do at the at the company Halloween party or whatever is. Tony, Tony, and Tony dress up as Tony, Tony, Tony in a non-problematic way. <laughs> Please, and then they and then they perform. <laughs> they do lip syncing. That sounds awesome, actually. Uh, they it's should. Like, uh, they did. Oh, they had a Halloween party, right? Because uh, yeah. Tony Khan was Prince, right? And maybe Jericho was also Prince. <laughs> yes. Yes. I instead of thinking of that that actual example of an AEW Halloween party, I was started thinking about Harold May's Halloween parties because <laughs> he famously loved Halloween. They should not in like the shitty way it became, but they should bring back like the early days of the Slammies. You know, just like an awards show, yeah, and do a Tony 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 performance at the awards show is what I'm. That's what I'm proposing. Okay. They shouldn't actually bring it back because that would be more content I would have to watch. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they did do, I think, award presentations. It was just like on the YouTube and we didn't watch them. Oh, okay. They should do an award presentation, but it's of our awards. Yeah, that I agree with. <laughs> also, they should, uh, they should acknowledge our real world champion poll. Yes, or our existence in any way, really. <laughs> <laughs> Instead I mean, of... No, I don't... I'm, that's I don't care about that so much. Just the fake award stuff. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, I don't need their acknowledgement. I just need them to not acknowledge podcasts with 32 followers <laughs> instead of ours. Well, you know, we don't have the. We're not making the proper connections. 
We're not. We're not good at that. That's not really our thing. Well, I don't have any interest in it, really. No. I mean, I guess I could try, but then I'd have to try. Right. And therein lies the rub, <laughs> as ever. <laughs> well, I know that uh, that you particularly enjoyed the show, so I don't know what you're going to yeah. delete, but uh, I'm oh. going to give it to you to try. Now, when I was doing these solo shows with Mike, we did two listener elites and deletes to uh, to account for your absence. Although we have, you know, just gone off the rails already. My Does thought that was, interest you? Uh, no, my thought was <laughs> since there's one less person, perhaps the show wouldn't go so late, and I could go to bed. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. You're a morning person now. Well, and now I have to fucking edit and uh, post this show, so right. I can't just go to bed when it's over. Fair enough. Um, delete, delete. Uh, do this is tough. I did like the show. Even the stuff that wasn't great, I still were am- was amused by. It. Okay, uh, the Hook and Danhausen thing has has jumped the shark, gone a step too far. I think. Talking about this uh, on the Patreon show with Mike this weekend, um, and how they were coming dangerously close to flanderizing Hook by just putting him with Danhausen all the time, and uh, you know, I was like, "Hey, it's fine." They took an organic moment with the chips, and then you know, just had to turn it into a little meme. They had to, they had to put all this artifice around the little organic moment and make it. A pro wrestling gimmick, character, joke, whatever it is. Uh, and I even liked the first Danhausen segment just because it was so silly and it was so like, it was like cynical, but in a very, uh, I don't know, innocent and pure way. <laughs> Does that make any sense? We're just like, well, let's take these two characters people love, Hook and Danhausen, and put them together and they'll just be in the same scene together, uh, which is like a, it's cynical and like it's naked appeal to people's popularity, I guess is what I mean. But, uh, you know, it's hard to call it anything but like innocent and pure when Danhausen's involved for some reason. Uh, but this one was, just wasn't anything to me. It was not Danhausen was not, he was just in the background. He had a medicine ball thrown on him. They stayed on him for way too long with the medicine ball down and selling. Um, yeah, I don't feels like that's not going to go anywhere. Feels like it has put Hook a step too close to the goofy side of the spectrum in this promotion. Um when he's like actually cool. So yeah, that's my uh that's my off note of the night. Is Danhausen a Eugene? No, he's not. <laughs> All right. Just wanted to check. Well, you you missed the worst part of this segment. The, the, I, know, I know something else happened. Lexi Nair was there, and then somebody else came in. Well, so oh, they, Tony Nese. They kicked it off with Lexi Nair, and then they just, like, they did their normal interruption thing, and she just leaves. Oh, you wanted more Lexi? I mean, yeah, she's a huge star, obviously. <laughs> uh, she was gone for a long time. Right. So she's, long. She's finally back. But honestly, when it came on, I was like, oh no, these two are going to fuck. Like, not <laughs> on TV, but just, you know, in life. <laughs> okay. 
Lexi and Aaron Hook. I mean, I, I even kind of liked uh, Tony Nese here. I mean, he's like a fine <laughs> opponent. Nate just not going to engage with this. No, I'm not. <laughs> there was a. I I talked on the Patreon this weekend too much about Red Velvet being hot for me to go deep on oh, Lexi okay. and Aaron. Oh, cool. I was a poor choice of words. Um, <laughs> I even like Tony Nese here with. You know, Smart Mike Sterling kind of gives him something. Um, you know, he's just going to be a job guy for Hook, so that's fine. Um, he, he had a nice little Mike moment. I forgot what it was. He said said something to Hook, and he's like, oh, you didn't like that, huh? And I was like, oh, that seems, you know, like a, a real thing that guy might say. Sorry, I was trying to find the... Uh... Satnam Singh thing on AW YouTube to see how many views it had so far. Oh, is that because you saw in the chat that I did. Danny H was shouting it out? Yes. So I was like, oh, I need to, I need to look into this and see where it's at now. Uh, only thirty three thousand views so far. But you know, well, it's, early, it's early. Check what time it is in India. That's true. Time in India. 8.34 a.m. So just, you know, oh, yeah. drinking your coffee. haven't gotten to their morning YouTubes yet. No. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that. On Satnam Singh yes. and the views. Well, hey, Brandon Howard Thurston's been posting very interesting YouTube view charts. Uh, that Wheeler Yuta segment did big numbers from Rampage. Did like 15 times anything else on the show. I did see that in a DM, I think. I think Aaron uh, might be tired. <laughs> I'm a little tired. Uh, turns out when you get up at 6.30, you're fucking tired by like yeah. 9. Well, you know, I did uh, I did listen to Light and you were talking about how you were getting up at 6.30 now. Cause yeah. You, were, you had adapted that way from your jet lag. Yes. Uh, and that's like the only way that I would become, this is a total other aside, become functional during my education career is like I would have a totally disordered sleep schedule. And then the only way I could fix it was like, well, I have to stay up all night and then go to bed at like 4 p.m. the next day and then start waking up at 5 a.m. Right. And then I would, I would maintain that for, you know, a couple of weeks or something. And I'd be like super functional and productive. And then it would fall apart. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been back for a while now. So, you know, I've got a pretty good streak going. We'll see. Well, yeah, it is, you know, when you're not in, uh, you're not in college when you just got your day job or whatever, and then you're whatever else you're not what i'm saying you're not going out and getting drunk on the weekend so it's not gonna you don't have any big speed bumps no it's not like i was ever like doing anything on the weekends to stay up late i was just like scrolling on twitter until 2 a.m or whatever the fuck sure so uh all right my delete i i mean i just gotta keep it simple the the fucking because it was a huge disappointment to me. The Marina Shafir Sky Blue match was awful. Mm. Um, Marina's you were you were optimistic about this? Yeah, Marina's been great on YouTube. Sky Blue's been improving a lot. I thought they could work some that here, but instead they decided to like try to do like a shoot style match, but with Sky Blue <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, that was a choice. <laughs> it was bad. It was awkward. It didn't do anything for Marina. You know, they'd kind of done a good job of making her seem like she was going to be a, a tough challenge for Jade without showing us anything of her. 
Yeah. And then they put this out here and it's like, oh, well, who cares? Yeah. You know, I like the idea even because the story with this Jade thing is that she went through Ty Conti and all of her karate shit. Uh, and now Marina's, you know, another shoot style competitor who's going to bring something different that Jade hasn't seen before or, uh, you know, trained for or whatever it is. So I get that and I get wanting to show that before the match. So, you know, you present Marina as a threat on television that way. Uh, but yeah, that's like a being able to have a good shoot style match like that is a special skill that I would not expect Sky Blue to have at this stage in her career. <laughs> or, um, you know, like you look at one of the blood sports shows, like, you know, charitably, like 70% of the guys on that show specially designed for those kind of matches are good at it. Right. And this is, this is not that show. And this is, and these are not those people. So. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I hadn't seen Marina. I, I remember like the rap on Marina before she came to AEW was that she was not very good. Uh, but I kept hearing otherwise about her YouTube appearances. So, Hey, Maybe that's a testament to how good they were at hiding her flaws and accenting her strengths on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, I did not, did not get excited about this. They can't have her beat Jade. Jade should kill her. <laughs> I'm going through the uh, delete choices by our by our patrons to to you know pick one to read on the show here in just a second, and a lot of people deleted the post match angle. So <laughs> not even our our biggest supporters are going to like the start of this show. Well, I don't know. There was a small revolt earlier in the discord, uh, about me liking Luke Gallows and saying that Luke Gallows was good. I don't know if you caught that. I didn't, but I mean, I think this show has been very pro Luke Gallows for some time now. Yeah. Well, you know, people were saying, Oh, you know, they just like him because Nate thinks he's funny. No, Luke Gallows was having great performances in six man matches in this company. He was working hard. Yeah. He was bumping all over the place for Phoenix. He was a delight. No, he I thought his whole run, like if if he just talk in ring, he was good. Yeah. In AEW. So uh and plus he had the danglies. Yeah. Might have to get some danglies on Satinum Singh. Oh man. That would change everything, honestly. Right. So I'm yeah, you know. Give them a chance, people. Go back, watch some great Kali in New Japan. See what uh, you know the ceiling is, and uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll hit on something special, or maybe it'll be very funny. <laughs> Either one. Uh, we'll, it would we'll be make- funnier if Marco Stunt was if he was, you know, being managed by Marco Stunt. That would be better. I'm just gonna keep, you know, stay in the same vein. Uh, for our listener delete, it comes from patron Adam, who deletes the Divas title ass cake angle. We're just <laughs> we're deleting women from this show tonight. Yeah, you know this isn't a wrong delete. They did also just do a cake angle, didn't they? <laughs> Jade didn't Jade cake somebody on the ramp. Oh, that sounds right. And we were just also talking about Tony Storm leaving WWE because she did a cake angle, I think. Um, so, <laughs> cake angles are cake, cake, cake angles are evergreen. Um, I, you know, I don't know. 
yeah, it, it wasn't good, but Nile is kind of fun in it. You know, Vicky doesn't bring anything to it. I guess subverting it a little by having the baby face just push it in her face immediately before Nyla gets the chance. Maybe that makes it okay. Uh, our friend friend of the show at This Is Nasty has chimed in to say AEW fans who are accustomed to smaller wrestlers flying around are giant phobic. <laughs> <laughs> oh what a worker so Satnam Singh is going to be hearing a lot of green comments fuck them this is nasty says yes he's I right love, I love that they're giving Jay Lethal a heater build around Jay he's as talented as anyone AEW has okay well you know don't don't tip your hand too much this is nasty right but uh I mean this, you know this guy's he's playing the game he's in there he knows he knows uh he knows the score, he knows his audience, he knows his detractors. That's just nastyism. <laughs> I I'm thinking about I'm I'm not actually gonna do this. It's just a bit, listeners. Uh but maybe we should start rankings, but it's of the best AEW adjacent posters. Do you mean specifically anti AEW adjacent? Yeah, I mean it's not fun to Right. I mean, what what am I gonna do? Put fucking um What's what's Russell Joy Woman's name? I can't think of her name. Amy Phoenix. Amy, Amy something. Phoenix. Am I gonna put Amy Phoenix number one every week? No. <laughs> I want to talk about nastyism. <laughs> and so talk about the NJPW fan club in A. Yes, I want to talk about them. Uh That's you know my favorite one. I want to got they got bullied off Twitter for being mad about Minoru Suzuki. I want to talk about Mark Red Believer. Is he still around? Uh, Tony Khan favorited his tweet in the last month or so. Wow. Tony definitely has like the biggest AEW haters all on a list that he just like reads all their tweets constantly. He got the list from Brady. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, uh, you know, watch out for giant phobia, check your privilege and yeah, I mean, I know this is a this is a bit. You're not doing it, but here's the here's the real problem with the theoretical bit is you have to draw a line where like AEW haters who are like fun, and then like there's also ones that are like would be funny, but they're also actually awful and problematic, right? Like you know, because you get into like the cornet influenced one where they're being transphobic or whatever it is, and you can be like, wow, you can't have fun with that. Um, I think I mean. Nasty is a like big Chappelle fan, so that's a red flag. It's hard. It's a hard. It's a fine line to walk to be a lovable AEW hater, I guess. I mean, he's a Jay Lethal fan. That's a that's a red flag. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong there. Anyway, nastyism. Uh, it's here to stay. So it's one of the main isms. <laughs> right under. Codyism, giantism. I don't know what's giant, G- giant, giantism. <laughs> yeah, he, I was like um, George playing... Mason. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing on giant phobia here. Uh, you're if you're seven foot three and you get in the NBA, you get a movie made about you. Saturn Singh, George Mirasan. There's not Sean, a Boban. Sean Bradley was in a movie. 
there's not a Boban movie, so as far as I know. Um, who was the guy in John Wick? I don't know. Boban, well, I was in Boban. Oh, he was in John Wick. Fuck me. Yeah, what's up? And oh my god, he was also in. That's what I'm saying. You're seven foot three. We will NBA. be the world champions. You get a movie. Wow. All right. I I was skeptical of of this point, but you're just 100 percent right. It's a Nateism. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we need to go through the show now what we haven't talked about yet big sloth energy in the chat oh and whoosh danny h both slow to point out that boban was on john wick this is the sloth energy that you got to be faster or maybe the chat it might just be that the chat is late and i'm not aware of that yeah they're probably just behind the uh you know the twitch stream is just probably delayed that's probably true i'm taking credit for it anyway CM Punk versus Penta Oscuro kicked off the show. Punk won with a GTS. Yeah, uh, had Lucha Punk here. Um, this, I, this was, it did pick up for the finish, and the end of the match was pretty hot and pretty cool. This is also just a cool match to exist and to happen, right? Because there was a time when, like, we didn't think CM Punk would ever wrestle again. Um, and, you know, just really the ascent of Pentagon being the guy who really became something out of Lucha Underground was fun. Um, but I think these guys probably wish this went a little bit better than it did. I think I think there was probably a real botch on that top rope spot, and then they kind of worked it into the story of the match pretty well with CM Punk thinking his ankle or knee was fucked up. Um, and I think that was just a little bit of a hiccup that kind of uh, uh, soured the overall mood of the match, but uh, it did pick up and get over, and the crowd, you know, super hot all night. So uh, that's part of what made the show enjoyable. Yeah, it was definitely early on. They just had some some glitches, you know, where they weren't on the same page or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I thought it came together too. The do you think the two blade sling blades in a row was a fuck up? Um, no, I mean it was just literally the exact same spot twice in a row. I think Pentagon does that. I think I've probably seen him do that before. Okay, it just struck me strangely. But I agree, by the time it got to the end, it was good. The, the GTS was good. So, yeah. I think and most, um, most importantly, just a bizarre match that's fun to see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you were talking on your preview about people wanting Pentagon to win. You know, I know Pentagon's not going to win this. They're not. Pentagon's right. not going to get a real push to the main event in this company. Um, and, you know, Pentagon lost all the time in Lucha Underground, so it's not like this is, you know, a new burial or something. Um, but, yeah, you know, Punk wins clean. It, it's whatever. Um, I did pitch that, you know, Pentagon should bury Alex Abrahantes alive, and that should be he, that should be the reason that he's always lost. Uh, and then he can actually be good. Um, they So they did, like, that bot spot I talked about with the, he was going for, like, a run off the top rope with both of them standing. And then Punk like was down. It was like tripping on his hurt knee or hurt ankle or whatever it was. And then later he just goes right back up to the turnbuckle and just like in one motion like does the Rana and gets a huge pop for it and the crowd goes crazy. It's like that's you know, CM Punk I think that's just experience and knowing timing and what's gonna work or whatever. But you know, basically he just went back 
the thing people always complain about, like you botch something and you just go right back to that same spot and do it over again. And it always ruins the flow and it always looks fake as fuck. Um, but CM Punk just spaces it out a little bit more and it like builds to it because people think that he's actually hurt and he's, you know, tripping on his own legs. Uh, so then when he goes right back to that exact same spot, it's not just, oh, we got to do this thing that we were planning to do. It becomes like, no, the babyface triumphed. He went back to the thing that he fucked up and he did it right. And it becomes like a celebratory moment instead of like, a, oh, look how fake that is. He's also just, he's a live crowd wrestler. He's not, I know he's worked for years and years on TV, but he's not working to the camera in the way that uh, a lot of wrestlers do. And you're right, it, the crowd loved it. So it was successful. All right, we had the AEW tag titles up next. Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon. Oh, I was just going to say, you're right. They're not going to push Pentagon, but I've never understood why Pentagon or Phoenix aren't both top stars. I mean, I get the Phoenix yeah. is injured a lot, so you know, I understand that problem. But it, like, Pentagon could be your world champion. I don't see why not. I, th- I think Tony probably thinks that Pentagon's matches aren't strong enough. You know, Phoenix like, like was regularly getting like featured matches, or like I think he had like a title challenge against Kenny Omega, right? So I think Tony sees Phoenix as the super worker out of the two of them, which is probably correct. Um, you know, Pentagon can do cool shit and have very exciting matches and do you know all that high speed stuff too. Uh, he just picks his spots or whatever, um, and uh, you know I, they probably. I think he's probably right that, you know, <laughs> until they show some indication of wanting to invest in me, you know, I wouldn't just be busting that shit out either. Absolutely. Uh, AW Tag Titles, Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon, Jungle Boy pinned Bobby Fish after the Thoracic Express. Red Dragon attacked them and FTR came out to confront Red Dragon. Yeah, this was pretty good, uh, but I was, I think, most happy with just the finish. Uh, complained a lot about heel finishes, complained a lot about having to protect everybody on every single match and how there always has to be some kind of out that protects people or whatever it is. But this was just this team getting a clean win over like the top contender in their division, pretty much. Uh, And Red Dragon, who's still relatively new to the company and, you know, was coming in as a featured act. Um, So that was kind of exciting to me. Uh, that one spot they did with them doing the superplex over, I think uh, O'Reilly had Luchasaurus in like a front chancery. Uh, that was cool. And I'm, I don't know that I've seen that before. Uh, that also made like the pin break up a little more logical um, instead of, you know, kind of just being a, a tired spot where some guy runs in from the outside and breaks it up. Um, so, yeah, this was a, an, another good match. That was cool, except it took. Bobby Fish's old ass like 30 years to do the spot. It was yeah, well, like, come on, guys. It's hard for me to blame him because I, you know, I assume they're up there like communicating to each other like Jungle Boy has to get his feet set and be like, yeah, I'm ready. Right. So I don't know that it's all come on. on. Let's blame Bobby Fish. Join me. It's fun. Um, I do think Luchasaurus is more over than Jungle Boy. You think like, Luchasaurus talk- more over? Yeah. You know, we always talk about him being the hot tag and he always gets a chant and he does his fun spots and he's like a perfect, 
you know, guy for this tag role. Um, but I think he might just actually be more over. I don't know. I'd have to pay more attention, but Jungle Boy has been pretty over at times. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad they won. Uh, someone in our Discord, I, I don't necessarily disagree with them, but they criticized, you know, well, this, where they go immediately to an FTR Red Dragon, you know, face off, it devalues the AW tag titles. Uh, and I, I don't disagree with that, but I'm glad that Dress Express won and we can kind of keep this other stuff separate from what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, that was really part of why I, like them winning clean so much was like FDR was kind of eating their lunch and FDR has these two other belts. FDR keeps getting these huge reactions in their featured matches. Um, and, and Jurassic Express less so. And I was like, well, you know, you don't want to put your own champions in the back burner behind this other team. Um, even though, I mean, they're your team too, but, uh, so I do get that, that you don't, that you want to kind of give some shine to Jurassic Express first. What I'll complain about on the post match is they had Red Dragon and FTR like running into each other on the ramp uh, and getting into what felt like a very like uh, visceral, genuine confrontation with each other, right? Where like one started, one guy started pushing the other and the other started pushing back or whatever. And then like they really started pushing each other hard and really getting heated about it. And then they cut away. It's like to show, I don't even know, like a recap. And I was like, well, I was. You know, you had something real happening there. I mean, not real, but, you know, something real live. The Blackpool Combat Club was backstage. Uh, they're going to have a trios match with the Gun Club on Rampage, and Wheeler Yuta is an official member. And Wheeler Yuta says the real work begins now. Um, he was trying to do tough guy voice and face. Uh, it hasn't quite found it for him yet. Uh, so that'll be fun to to watch and track develop as he tries to develop his tough guy persona. Uh, extremely fun match. I mean, come on. What a match. Are you kidding? Bill, I mean, as, as Murder Brian said, Billy Gunn in there not selling for Wheeler Yuta is going to be a treat. And then Brian Danielson and John Moxley going full Brian Danielson and Roderick Strong in PWG against the Young Bucks and just beating the shit out of Billy Gunn's kids <laughs> as a receipt <laughs> is going to be a joy. Uh, so this is a, I mean, I, I can't remember the last television match I was just excited about. I just want to say plainly and loudly, clearly, the gun club should win. Yeah, I mean, that is funny. It's not true. They're undefeated, Mike. Or Nate. Mike's oh not on this show. They're undefeated. Yeah, I mean, they got to lose. <laughs> Bullshit. Billy Gunn should pin Brian Danielson clean in the middle. <laughs> and then he should bring Regal in the ring and pin Regal. Yes. Regal, Regal should get on the microphone and admit to never having a good match. They should. Uh, Billy Gunn should put Regal in the kiss my ass club. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, they, they should do that. That'd be a good bit. <laughs> Why isn't the gun club in the Jericho Appreciation Society? Yeah, they, they would fit. Or why don't they just have, they can have a few, it could be the Billy Gunn Appreciation Society versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. Jazz versus big ass. Bass. 
big ass or big ass. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that works. Um, big sloth energy in the chat said Santa sing, and now I'm got auto corrected apparently, but now I'm just thinking of Satnam Sing coming out in a uh, in a Santa hat. Sure. That's like classic like WWE where they bring in some guys like a monster and then it like doesn't work and then three weeks later he's like a comedy character. You yeah. know? <laughs> Remember Brodus Clay? Oh boy, do I. Uh, Lord Tensai. <laughs> Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter are backstage with Tony Schiavone. That's going to be a first round match in the Owen tournament. Uh, Jamie says, uh, this is good. I'm happy about this. I'm going to break your face. Tony Storm. Not interested in talking. She says, there's been enough talk. She didn't say anything. She walked away. Yeah, so we, we wanted this to be like the final, but it's going to be the first round, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, May Saruga tweeted a picture of her watching this segment, wearing her AEW windbreaker. <laughs> so are we going to see May in this tournament? Man, I would love that. I hope so. That'd be cool. Stardom star, Mesa Ruga. Do you know she's wrestling Azumi? I didn't know that. High-speed title match. Oh, that sounds great. That does sound great. I'll have to check that out. MGF, MJF versus Sean Dean was next. Uh, it was a vehicle for Wardlow. They can't find him. He's dressed like a security guy. He sneaks up on MJF. Uh, Spears tries to hit him with a chair shot. He no-sells it. Security comes out, Wardlow kills a bunch of them, and then like 20 of them hold him back. Uh, so MJF is out of the ring at this point. Uh, Bryce Rimsberg starts counting, gets to nine. MJF gets on the mic and says, hey, I'll triple your salary if you don't count me out. Bryce counts him out. So Sean Dean is your winner by count out. Wardlow is mad, uh, and he's not going to stop till he gets his hands on MJF and gets out of his contract. Yeah, this is great. I mean, this is the best feud they've ever done with MJF, I think, going on whatever week this is. Um, just hits every time. Uh, the Sean Dean thing is great where he keeps getting these wins. That's just a great little thing for him to hang his hat on and, and make him stand out and have a reason for people to like him. Um, you know, Warlow's tremendous, big star. Um, yeah, awesome. I agree. We had a Darby pre-tape, and he proposed a coffin match against Andrade. Cool video. Uh, then there was a Malachi Black pre-tape, and I have no idea what it was about. Well, <laughs> uh, so neither did I, but I pulled up the Wrestling Observer recap of this show to try and refresh my memory. And I guess I missed this. Malachi Black addressed Fuego del Sol. This was at Fuego? Uh, somebody said that, but I have no fucking clue what it was about. Sure. Okay. Yeah, it was about yeah. Fuego del Sol. Duh. Didn't you hear that? Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. Uh, then we had the, the Jazz match, which we've talked about. MJF, Sean Spears, Smart Mark Sterling were backstage with Alex Marvez. MJF cut a classic, like, Dick Slater before a random Royal Rumble promo, like, or not Royal Rumble, like Survivor Series match promo. Uh, it was pretty good. 
Uh, he says he's mad, but he doesn't need anyone's sympathy because he has money. Mark reminds him that MJF can book Wardlow however he wants. So MJF is going to make Wardlow wrestle uh, the butcher. Yeah, that's a feels like kind of a big test match for Wardlow if he's going to go have a real competitive, you know, probably lengthier match than he's been having. Um, you know, Butcher is very cool and we love to see, um, but also not a guy who's a ring general and has been in, in wrestling for 20 years. You know, he just came to it really. Uh, I mean, he's delivered, uh, but, you know, two guys kind of who, are, you know, are, are like unproven on like a pay-per-view match kind of level, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. So, yeah, cool match. And I hope it delivers and both these guys show out because I, I want them both to do well. I agree. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, then we had the Marina Shafir and Sky Blue match. Marina won with a triangle. We had the hook segment next. Uh, we didn't talk about the baddies. The baddies were there and it included Red Velvet and Kiera Hogan. All right. So I was correct on Patreon this weekend where I said I, I think they're taking Red Velvet to be a heel. Now, she's taking her hotness in a heel direction, and that's could not be more literal here with her in the baddies section. I read uh, a 411 Mania review of Rampage, and the guy who wrote it was like, oh, nobody would ever think of Red Velvet as being a, a good in-ring worker. I'm like, the fuck is wrong with you have you watched any of her matches ever yeah she's, she's good yeah definitely has the potential to be good and that match i think was pretty good the, the finish was not strong but there was stuff to like there yeah anyway Men of the year dan lambert were backstage and they talked about sammy and ty some more okay the tag match that i talked that was my elite pick was next hobbs pinned uh, Keith Lee after Taz interference. Uh, Thunder Rosa was backstage and did a thing with with oh, Nyla. Did, sorry, we just good finish or surprising finish, but yeah, Hobbs with the win with the spine buster on Keith Lee. So they beat. I mean, it was with cheating heel interference, but you know, did we talk about that? Maybe we did. Yeah, that was my elite pick that match. Yeah, but the finish specifically and Hobbs pinning Lee. No, we didn't say that. Uh, you're right. And I never know because they will do the thing where kind of like Garcia pinning Eddie, where it comes off of interference. So they'll do it. So I, I can't know yet whether it was meaningful, I suppose. Right. Yeah, I guess that did happen twice on this show. <laughs> it sure did. Uh, then there was a, a pre-tape for the Adam Page and Adam Cole match for Rampage. Just, you know, building that off of their uh, first match. And the main event, which we somehow haven't talked about the match yet, uh, an hour and 20 into the show, uh, for the Ring of Honor television title, Minoru Suzuki versus Samoa Joe. And Joe won with a muscle buster. And yes, after this match was when uh, Satnam Singh debuted. Uh, but it seemed like everybody loved the match. So what, what was your take? Yeah. Yeah, I really liked the match. It was pretty much what I expected. I thought there was a possibility that they try to have less of a, you know, 
even battle and maybe accelerate on Joe a little bit and, and, you know, have him kill guys faster and that kind of be his thing in this company. Uh, but they, they totally delivered in doing what they did, which was chopping and striking the shit out of each other. Um, Joe, Joe has better faces than ever, which is good because Minoru Suzuki is basically a wacky face wrestler in the U S. Uh, and I thought Joe was, uh, giving him a run for his money here with some cool faces. Um, yeah, this was exciting. It, I mean, crowd was losing it for this. It's, you know, did you think about the Joe and Kobashi match during this? Was it impossible to not think about that match? Oh, for sure. But I, I was also thinking about the, uh, the, the Noah match where they stared at each other for 30 minutes or whatever. Sure. Fujita and somebody. And it was that, that was me. I was like, it's Fujita, and but I could not remember who the Sugiura, other maybe. Maybe. But I, I was just hoping they would literally just chop each other for the entire match, like once it started. Oh, uh, that would have been sick. Yeah. I was like, and then somebody finally like gives out and the guy pins him and it's over. You know, it's like that would have been a sick fucking match. That would have been really, really cool. <laughs> I'm I'm almost surprised they didn't. Yeah, that would have been so cool. So, that seems like something Suzuki would be into. Yeah. But Suzuki I mean, he's kind of doing what he does, but it, there was a little more effort than usual, I thought, from Suzuki. Yeah. Uh, Joe, I don't know. Joe's good. Joe seems to be <laughs> fine at yeah. this point. So that's good, especially because this wasn't like a five-minute match. You know, they went for a while. Right. And yeah, the crowd is all about it. So, I mean, the main thing I'll say about the post-match angle was it was uh, it made a lot of sense because it was very impact <laughs> and we got a bunch of impact guys involved in it. So it's good. Yep. Very impact. Uh, I do, you know, complaining about Jurassic Express, not getting the shine after their win. Joe did win a title here and then it was basically nothing to go into this angle <laughs> for the overrun, but you know, whatever, you know, it's the ring of honor TV title. Um, but yeah, yeah, Suzuki definitely was was working his hardest. I mean, I think he knows on whatever indie show he goes out and does his chops and his forearms and his faces and then, you know, does a God style pile driver and sends everybody home happy. Uh, but this, you know, he, he's got a belt. It's a main event, got a big arena. So he, he knows what he's doing. That was kind of, that was going to be my take that would have pissed everybody off and I was going to avoid it. But I just want to say, if you like this match, you could, Maybe not now, but, you know, four years ago, you could see it 18 times on any Mania weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was better than that. Well, yeah. well, I get, well, I mean, there were, there are Mania weekend matches that are better than this, but. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Suzuki wouldn't work this hard. I mean, I, Suzuki probably just did 12 matches on WrestleMania weekend <laughs> and didn't work this hard on any of them. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, well, that was Dynamite. Uh, if you like our show, best way to support us is to go to patreon.com slash everything elite, sign up, uh, and you get a lot of cool audio content. I know we had a uh, world tour with Mike and Nate last week. Uh, this week, I did light solo, and I uh, opened a pack of cards, Nate. Solo, low, 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 low. 
like yeah. our like our friendly Ellis. Yep. So that was fun. And then it's going to be you and me this weekend talking Rampage and I suppose Battle of the Belts. Right. We get to talk about a Dalton Castle match. <laughs> In 2022. That's exciting. Uh, Mike and I will have this is Sting part two coming up soon. Didn't work out because of uh, various scheduling issues this past week, but we'll get it done here soon and uh, get it out there for everyone. We also have a Discord. Uh, a lot of people are are joining the Discord, so or not the Discord. That's also true, but the Patreon. So don't miss out. Patreon.com slash Everything Elite. Uh, on Rampage, the show we'll be talking about this weekend, Nate, we've got for the men's world title, a Texas death match with Adam Cole, Adam Page, the Blackpool Combat Club against the Gun Club, and an Owen women's qualifier with Ruby Soho versus Robin Renegade. Yeah, that's a pretty decent card if you're going to this show between this and the, I assume they're taping Battle of the Belts. Ah, yes. That makes sense. Uh, the, the card for that one is the women's title match with Rosa, Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose. The TNT title match with Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara and the Ring of Honor world title match with uh, Jonathan Gresham taking on Dalton Castle. Yeah, I mean, I joke, but it's nice to see Dalton Castle get a shot. You what know, are the, what are the boys up to these days uh, on the Ring of Honor pay-per-view? He did have a, f- a fleet of men. It was not the boys, but he did have some male attendance, right? Uh, I, I think I missed the Dalton Castle match, maybe. Oh, it might have been a pre-show match. Okay, yeah, I definitely didn't watch the pre-show. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but he had a, he had a uh, you know, his, his attendance, uh, and he had his big peacock to-do. Um, yeah, you know, Dalton Castle, really when the elite were like really peaking in Ring of Honor, I think Dalton Castle was like the big babyface challenging Cody. Um, and he was well liked then. So yeah, I guess he had, you know, the bad back thing and then ring of honor had their lunch eaten. So, you know, kind of rooting for him to have a good performance here. And the boys are in the mud. They, uh, looks like they mostly work OVW. Hmm. I wonder what would have led them out of ring of honor. I don't know. They were always fun, though. I thought so. Uh, now, they did at NSW in Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, I was going to say New South Wales. <laughs> they did. <laughs> what a fucking match this is. New South Tag Team Title Three-Way. The, the boys now go by the name The Bad News Boys. They defeated The Gun Club <laughs> and... One of the greatest tag teams of all time. Facade and James Storm. (laughs) (laughs) The Neon Ninja and the something cowboy. Yeah. I'm trying to do a a joke about Facade fucking up a dive. And it's like, sorry about your damn dive. Dive, I guess. (laughs) Or yeah, sorry about your damn luck. That's James Storm not catching Facade on one of his (laughs) shitty dives, maybe. <laughs> sure, I like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh that's it, I think. Twitter at everything AEW. I'm at Aaron Like the Car. Nate's at Epitasis. Mike's at Fuji Heya. Subscribe oh. to the podcast. 
Yes. Bruce Danny H reminding us that Jay, Jay Lethal was hiding his middle finger in a box. That made me laugh, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I gave him a gift and it was his middle finger. It was Goshi Ozaki, says Thoros, against Vegeta. Ah, that's right. That makes sense. I wonder, I don't usually pay attention to the chat during the show, but getting a lot of corrections and stuff that I wonder if people are annoyed we don't take. <laughs> well, no, it's it's a little more, it's quite a bit, honestly, more active tonight than it uh, usually ah. is. So I wonder if it's the platform. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we should switch switch to Twitch, which is what mm. we're on tonight. Um, subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe to the Patreon, all that good stuff. Uh, I think that's it. So for Mike, uh, for Nate, well, Mike's not here, but for Nate, I'm Aaron. I mean, I say the same thing every week. You know, it's just, it's muscle memory. I'm Aaron. We'll see you next week.